This is Cynthia Swan for Esoterica, a short feature that looks at the realm of the extraordinary. Success, Chopra, and me. I have long been a fan of Deepak Chopra's. Chopra is an author, a medical doctor, and an Ayurvedic physician. He lectures worldwide and blends physics, philosophy, and spirituality with the wisdom of the ancient East and the dynamic cutting-edge science of the West. Chopra is one of my heroes. So years back when I received a copy of his Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, a guide to the fulfillment of your dreams, I was delighted. This book is a quick read, copywritten 1994. It's easy to grasp and simply spelled out. Chopra points out that the seven spiritual laws of success really are the seven spiritual laws of life, as the same principles apply to both. Life success, defined by Chopra, is a continual expansion of happiness and the progressive realization of worthy goals. The ability to have our heart's desires easily and effortlessly met is success. In spite of this, Chopra states that many believe success, including wealth, is a process of hard work and oftentimes achieved at the expense of someone else. What do you think? How do you define success? As a young girl, the American dream, as I remember it anyway, was to have a nice house, a nice car, a nice family, a good-paying job, and be in good standing in one's religious and social community. Fame and fortune was a huge component of success. Nobody seemed to have enough back then, and everybody's parents were working hard to have more money, more things for themselves and their families. As a little girl, we were a family of six, living in a three-bedroom, one-bathroom, one-story house on 457 Tatonka in Park Forest, Illinois. We didn't have a garage, but we did have a carport and one car. Dad worked in Chicago, which was a short train ride away from the station where Mom dropped him off. Mom took a job at Sears selling shoes once we were all old enough to enter elementary school. We became latchkey kids, going to Catholic schools, and we rarely saw Dad. I appreciate my parents tremendously as they provided us a comfortable life. We weren't rich, but I always felt we were. However, seeing how hard my parents and other parents in our community worked shaped the lens in which I looked at the world. This concept of sacrifice and hard work to become successful at a job was ingrained in my psyche. Success seemed a lifelong pursuit, and you never really fully arrived. Your self-worth was reliant upon your net worth and the opinions of others. I love my parents and the community I grew up in. I'm grateful to my parents because one of the greatest gifts a parent can give to a child is the freedom to allow them to become themselves. Sometimes grudgingly and apprehensively, but ultimately, my parents let me become myself and love me in spite of our differing paths. As I reread Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws, I realized how my thinking has changed over time, not from reading his words, but in the living of them. My perspective has changed due to life circumstances and choices I've made along the way, some of those choices conscious, some unconscious. Good health is something I desire, but if I suffer ill health, I'm not unsuccessful. I know health can deteriorate, but it is cyclical. Good health can come 
and go and come back again. I no longer believe that working hard or sacrificing oneself for a job to earn money brings success. I know working in joyous service in nourishing environments leads to happiness, which for me is synonymous with success. Lastly, in his book, Chopra's Seventh Law involves finding one's dharma, or life purpose. My life purpose is unfolding as I, con- as I continue to discover the joy and grace of the divine. My life purpose is ultimately to know the divine. As Albert Einstein said, I want to know God's thoughts. The rest are details. Thanks for listening. This is Cynthia Swan for Esoterica. <laughs>